Good evening, fight fans. You are listening to the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network alternative commentary for Vasily Lomachenko versus Richard Comey, brought to you by Top Rank on ESPN, live from the mecca of sports entertainment, Madison Square Garden, right in the heart of Midtown Manhattan. And joining me tonight, he took the red pill, Baron Von Awesome himself, back in the alternative commentary booth, and boy have I missed you, Pat. Pat Mullen, good to his mother. How do you do, sir? I did take the red pill because we're going to enter the Matrix tonight. It is Vasily Lomachenko and Richard Comey live from the garden, as we call it. <laughs> and this is going to be exciting. Vasily Lomachenko, um, last year, October 17th, 2020, at the MGM Grand, lost all the titles and then some to Tiafima Lopez, who two weeks ago lost all the titles and then some. He then came back June of this past year against uh, Nakatani, got a ninth round TKO, and that lines him up for a fight tonight in our main event here with Richard Comey. Richard Comey also losing to Tiafimo Lopez December 14, 2019. Then he got a six round KO against Jackson Marinez, and now he steps in with Lomachenko. Could be a spoiler. The winner of this one, maybe going on to be Cambosis down under and a land down under. Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Pat? Well, there's going to be two men at work tonight. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but you've got two former world champions. Comey held the IBF title. Lomachenko, of course, former undisputed champion. Uh, Lomachenko's facing a guy who's giving him away a significant amount of height and reach to, which is not uncommon to him at this point, as his past seven opponents have all had a height and reach advantage. So he's not in unfamiliar territory. Uh, for Comey, who has not fought a left-hander in some time and relies largely on a big right hand to set up a left hook inside, it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to find a home for it, knowing Lomachenko's defensive capabilities and that that V-style figure-eight footwork he likes to use with his leans and spins. Um, you know, Loma's great long distance. Loma's great on the inside. Comey is prone to getting hit with lefts in short range, but if you're on the outside, you're always set up for his right hand, which he likes to throw with a short little level change over the top. Loma's been hit by lightweights who don't hit as hard as Comey and put down. Comey has taken on guys who don't have Loma's ability to faint and get inside and get hit. So anything can happen here. Um, the over-under on rounds is right now nine and a half. The favoritism in the odds makers goes towards Lomachenko, who right now is an eight to one favorite, whereas Comey is a plus five hundred underdog. We'll see what happens here. All right, uh, we are just about ready to get underway here. Before we do, one, uh, if wherever you happen to be catching us, if you're on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, there is a comment section. Feel free to leave a comment. You want to see how the fight's going? You want to ask Pat a question about his analysis? If you want to make a comment or a prediction, anything you want, um, if it amuses me, I will put it up in the comments, possibly even on screen. Feel free to interact with us as we call the fight as we see it. And if we spot any mailed-in cards for Canelo 120 to 108, we'll let you know. Earlier in the day, Pat, today was like boxing palooza. Did you happen to catch any of the earlier fights? I saw Katie Taylor retain uh, her championship and now possibly heading toward a unification fight with Amanda Serrano, which would be one of the biggest women's boxing matches in history. And I saw Nigel Ben's son uh, make short work of Chris Algieri with uh, some devastating punching power. Yes. Um, Katie Taylor won a unanimous decision in 10 rounds. 
uh, over her opponent, Sharapova. And then Connor Ben had a fourth round KO over on DAZN earlier today across the pond. I caught a little bit of the... Uh, which fight was it? Uh, Dmitry Bivol versus Umar Salamov. Yeah. Um, did you, how much of that were you able to catch? I did not get to see any of it, unfortunately, but uh, I'm I'm aware Bivol was fighting today. Clarissa Shield also in action today. I believe she uh, she won her fight. Did um, not see any of T Rex, unfortunately, but it's going to be interesting to see what she does going forward, trying to dabble in MMA and boxing and. Uh, like you didn't mention, but Bivol retained his uh, his championship today. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, kind of interesting to see him continue to win. Um, hasn't stopped anybody in a while, but just continues to win in dominant fashion. So, all right. If you uh, end up enjoying our commentary tonight for Lomachenko versus Comey, you can check out our other fights that we've done. We did Javante uh, Stevens <clears throat> versus. Sorry, Devonta Davis, Jesus Christ, versus Isaac Cruz last weekend. The weekend before that was the Tiafima Lopez fight. And the weekend before that, uh, a couple of weekends before that, rather, was the Canelo plant fight. All right, we are just about ready to get underway here as the boys receive final instructions from the referee. Do you know this one, Pat? You know this guy? Uh, I have not seen him on camera yet, but... Oh, yeah, he's a regular fixture, Steve Willis, around uh, New York, New Jersey. I've never seen an egregious performance from him, so we're off to a good start. All right. Should be a very entertaining fight. I know um, you haven't been able to do a bunch of these in a while, but you especially wanted to jump on for this Lomachenko fight. Yeah, there's very few guys in boxing that excite me as much as Lomachenko does, and some of those guys are in attendance. We have Terrence Crawford in attendance, Alexander Usyk in attendance, but we're talking like the real elite cream of the crop, and uh, it'll be exciting to see how this goes, and we're underway. Tyson Fury singing Bob, uh, singing happy birthday to Bob Aram. Oi. <laughs> All right. We, yes, we are underway. Starting off a little slow. Both guys a little heavy on their feet. Not a lot of uh, movement in the footwork area. And Comey is just sort of putting his jab out there. He's not really throwing it or flicking it. He's just sort of sticking it out there. Lomachenko, a little bounce in a step now. It's dangerous to leave that extended against Loma, who really likes to blind his opponents with touch, touch, touch punches and find an opening. So if you're extending yourself, that's giving him an opportunity to get in there or win the battle of the lead hands if he's able to deflect and touch and, and spin off of you the way he likes to. I like the stance on Comey. Um, I wish he, if, if he's going to keep that jab out there, I wish he'd put a little more force behind it. Or it goes to the body there, uh, but Lomachenko... <clears throat> circles away yeah you're gonna see a lot of movement early from both of these guys just trying to dictate where that that lead hand battle is going and who's winning it loma traditionally will love to be on the outside and you see him circle out again uh he wants to be there wants to be able to spin off use his weight and balance to push comey around and lands his own left hand to the body there swiping left hand from comey man he's just He's throwing, he's throwing that left a lot, but he's not connecting. In a lot of cases, he's not even reaching. It looks like he's trying to measure distance, maybe trying to lure Loma in for a counter. But uh, I'm, liking Loma, I'm liking Loma's defenses in this. I'm just not kind of starting off. Pat and I do a history of boxing series. Right now, we're focusing on the Four Kings. And uh, we were talking about Sugar Ray versus Marvin ha um, Thomas Hearns. 
he's all the defense is there, but we're not seeing much offense. No, but it, it's also early in the fight. And mm-hmm. again, both guys have respect for what the other brings to the table. Oh, good spin move there from Comey as he uh, he put Loma in harm's way and then uh, nailed him with a right. Comey's going to have to be able to change angles and do that against Lomachenko because that's something Lomachenko likes to do and, and use his weight to gauge where the guy's going to move and keep him occupied. Comey a little bit short with the right hand on that exchange, gets him with a jab. Um, but there you see the spin from Loma like he likes to execute. Comey astutely backed away from it. We go into the last 10 seconds here. I got to say, this has been, I would say for the most part, this was Comey's round. But I would agree. I think I think he's opened up more on the offense. He's found the home for a right hand to the body early, which is good. He's going to need that. Um, Loma never seemed to really get into his offensive zone. And Comey, with that reach, trying to use it to dictate, although Loma did score with a left hand at the bell. Uh, definitely 10-9 for Comey in that one. But as you said, still early in the fight. Still a lot of pepping. I, I, Comey didn't do any – he didn't hurt Loma at all. Uh, I think Loma is still trying to figure this guy out, see what he's got, see if he can take his punches. And I'm sure we'll start to see him come on maybe rounds three, four, and five. Yeah, but I like what I see from Comey early. I like him trying to keep this fight at a distance and use that right hand low early because he's not trying to headhunt. Lomachenko is one of the most uh, responsible defensive fighters in boxing and can make himself very difficult, especially when he's a southpaw against an orthodox fighter. You're trying to use your rear hand, which has more distance to cross than your jab would or your lead hand would. So you have to place it right and make it count when you can throw it. And he's doing that, and he's not giving Loma the opportunity to counter over the top with the left hand thus far by staying out of that range. As we take a commercial break here uh, between rounds next week, I want to remind everybody that we will be covering Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley, too, because God hates me. And that'll be myself and Daniel show. And we tie up early in this round. Not uncommon with two guys with the lead feet right in front of each other. Mm-hmm. The punch stat numbers from round one indicate that Lomachenko was 6 of 18, so not a terribly active round. Comey getting credit for four punches out of 37 thrown. Um, not entirely you know, accurate on his end, but he did seem to be the aggressor of the two, and the punches he landed were a little cleaner. Okay, a little bit more aggression from both of these guys in this round. Loma... Didn't see. I was thinking he was going to wait till round three to really start turning on, but here he's going right at Comey. Uh, a lot of in out. You know, he gets in, throws close. The nice hook to the body from Loma. Comey came back with the combination, but did not really land a punch. No, and and now you're going to see that footwork being used to bait him into these exchanges. This is what Loma likes to do, and again, the constant crossover and spin back to where he wants to be in the center of the ring. I'm liking the body work there from Loma. He's really digging in those punches to the uh, to the breadbasket. You know, it's similar to how he matched up with Nicholas Walters, uh, where Walters, again, very long, hard-punching right-handed fighter, and Loma went to his body early and often and eventually forced him to quit. But And there you see the spin move again, that lead hand spin move pushing off the back uh, to put Comey at a disadvantage and keep him blinded from where Loma's throwing next. We got Robert Winfrey, who's got his own gig tonight, uh, covering the UFC. Wishing us well and telling us he loves us. We love you too, Robert. We do love the Winfrey. And oh, now you uh, can see Comey's th- a little short on those right hands at a distance, and Loma's able to pop in as soon as he sees the opening encounter because now he's headhunting again. 
steady work from Comey. I mean, he, he's right there for, ooh, good combination of rights there from Comey, as I was just about to say. He's putting the work in. He's going toe-to-toe with them. But he's staying very composed, very structured in his fight. You know, he's not he's not off balance that I've seen. His his feet are a little flat, but I think it's more he's planting um to fight in you know to fight in close uh rather than maybe circle around. I'm not hating Comey's performance so far. He hasn't fallen prey yet to a lot of the things that Lomachenko does well, although he did bite again on a spin move after a right hook. His best success in this round was that double right hand, one to the body and one upstairs that did land solidly. Um, although I think Lomas had the better round of the two thus far. But Comey's certainly not looking like he's out of his class. As we get into the last 10 seconds of the round, I'd say, yeah, this round was more, oh, <laughs> big left there from Lomachenko. And it looks like it was right on the bell. If he was able to, if he had been able to follow that up or had a few more seconds, it might have been a knockdown. I would say I a what, definitive round for Lomachenko. I think what we're seeing, especially in, in the Nakatani fight and now this fight, mm-hmm. is that Lomachenko's learned a little bit more the importance of closing a round very strong, Yeah. Uh, despite what you've done earlier in it. Uh, against Teofimo Lopez, Vasily had success early in those rounds, but Lopez would make a statement at the end of a round in a fight that on my card was very close, on Teddy Atlas's card was very close, but the judges, I don't know what fight they were watching. Hey, it happens. Um <laughs> But I had it a draw. But a lot of those rounds, it's one of those things where if Lomachenko had stepped it up a little bit more towards the end of the round and closed a little stronger, he might have had a larger case for winning the fight. It seems like he's intent on doing that now, especially after seeing that against Cambo, uh, or against Tiafimo. I like that round for Loma. One of the things I noticed um, was not only was he a little bit more aggressive, he scored more, he scored more punches, but also he was making Comey miss him, which I like. So all around, all three pillars of the stool, he uh, he took that round from Comey. We'll see what happens here in round three. We'll see if he can keep Comey missing at a distance and guessing. That's going to be the biggest thing for him to have success at long range, like those two left hands he landed at the end of the round, one to the body, one to the head. All right, round three. <clears throat> and uh, Loma's working his uh, his jab now. He's making Comey work for it. Again, he's so used to fighting at a reach disadvantage. It's almost become an advantage to him at this mm-hmm. point. Big swing and a miss from Comey. So what I'm noticing about Loma in these uh, clinches is he's really putting his weight on Comey. Like he's trying to wear him out early. And, he, and in part, he does that because he's not a natural lightweight. You know, he, mm-hmm. he he made his professional debut at 126 pounds. He didn't move up because he was out of that division as he lands a good right hand in the clinch. He moved up just for the challenge of it. He wants to, to create records and do accomplished things. He tried to win a title earlier than anybody else, won in his third professional fight against Gary Russell Jr., has moved up to win another title, moved up to lightweight, not only won a title but became undisputed. And he's trying to do this over again. And now we're getting warnings from the referee for the wrestling that we're seeing between both guys where – it's not momentary clinching. It's lasting, and each guy's going to get a little bit of a warning from the referee to kind of cut it out and break and punch when you have a hand free, and Loma scores with a left hand from distance on the spin move. While you were talking, Loma actually uh, also scored with a clean right hand, and I'm wondering how many of those Comey can take before he uh, he takes a fall. 
you know, the, the thing with Comey is when he's been clipped, it's been early in fights. And, you know, we're only around three. Another round or so, he might not be warmed up enough to take it. But Loma's also, again, not a one-punch art knockout artist the way Tiafimo is. He's going to wear a guy down and break him down gradually. Good work in the clinch there from Comey. He, uh, he scored with a couple of hooks. But I'll tell you what, Loma not shook at all. He's right in there. He follows up with oh, some big punches. And, and <clears throat> he's taking apart Comey's defenses brick by brick. And he's finding open spots and he's tagging him clean. Much more uh, scored punches from in this round from Loma. Yeah, he's, he's found the range and can dictate it better than Comey has at this point, despite the reach advantage. And a lot of that is based on that quick stutter step movement. And he hurt he hurt Comey a little bit with a left hand out of the stutter step move again. Pretty exciting Look. fight so far. Um, I have the volume slightly up and I could hear the lead commentator on the ESPN broadcast just yelling his head off. What Comey cannot do, and he's oh, gets popped with the left hand again at distance. What Comey cannot do is do what he's doing right now, and that's get caught up in the tit for tat at a distance with Lomachenko, because he's not as defensively capable, and his hand speed isn't as fast. Comey needs to get in and get rough like he did in the clinches where he had most of his success, and he's not doing that. He's fighting at a distance, picking his spots, and he's getting picked off every time he tries to do it. And another round in the books, you'd have to think for Lomachenko. Oh, absolutely for Lomachenko. Hey, if you're joining us on Facebook through the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network Facebook page. I want to thank you for being here. We appreciate you checking us out. Uh, Pat has Pat is an uh, ex-boxer, as a matter of fact, longtime uh, participant and fan of the sport. And I think he was the very first one to jump on and do these with me. So uh, it's, a tr it's a rare treat to have Pat here doing big-time boxing, especially um, when he swore it off at least a dozen times since I've known him. Just, you know, one more comeback than Ali. That's all I want. <laughs> And speaking of Ali, on the undercard, his grandson happened to score a body shot knockout uh, in, in impressive fashion. So, are you keeping a, <clears throat> are you keeping an eye on the UFC pay per view tonight as well, or not till the main event? Gotcha. And we're into gotcha. round four here after some strong rounds from Lomachenko, really kind of disarming Comey's offense a little bit, uh, for lack of a better way to say it. And again, what we're seeing is Comey trying to be conservative and find the perfect punch. And it, you can't afford to do that with somebody like Lomachenko. You have to make peace that you're going to miss and make the ones you land count. Yeah. Strategy-wise from Comey, he seems to think that he can get an advantage over Loma if he lands a power shot. But what's where he's failing in that is Loma is making him miss. And every time he does that, Loma is able to score with a series of combinations none of which are particularly uh not particularly filled with power punches but he's scoring more than comey is ultimately and winning the round he's comey's also staying stationary when he punches he doesn't punch and move then mm -hmm. punch again he's staying in the same spot when he throws his combinations and that allows lomachenko to easily sidestep and pick off where those punches are coming from and score with counters as we've seen so far in this round in that last exchange, see, one thing I don't like about Comey's footwork, uh, I mentioned before he's staying on balance, which I like, but he's also moving up and down on a timeline. He's not circling. He's There's not a lot of side-to-side -side movement. It's just up and down, back and forth. No, and he's he's loading up a lot now when he's throwing his right hand, and mm -hmm. Lomachenko's pretty much catching most of them on the gloves. Um, 
And then just, again, you'll see that fencing jab from Lomachenko that he uses just to predicate your defense and just touch you and occupy you and keep you blind so he can sneak a left hand around the guard, and he's doing it well. And Comey, Comey for his part now, is throwing more punches, and he's not landing, but he has to just get more active to stay competitive. Um, Again, every time Lomachenko is able to move forward, either Comey just kind of stands in the pockets with him and gets hit consecutively, or he moves straight back, and Loma just continue to moves in on him. And Loma's level change attack has been all over him this round, where we'll see a left hook to the body, straight left to the head, step to the side, hit another straight left, and then hit the right hand to the body. It's it's really nice punch selection. Yeah, I wish Comey would circle a little bit more, uh, maybe try to fight off the back foot, because what he's doing is not working. And he's allowing Loma to easily win the round, because whenever Loma comes forward, he just sort of stands there and... Some of the some of them he's able to block uh, and absorb. Others get hit clean, and it clearly marks him up. What we're seeing again from Comey is now just trying to stalk and, and fight aggressively, but he's playing much more into Lomachenko's hands than he did earlier. Instead of making Loma have to reach in and gauge the distance, he's not making him pay for doing that. He's allowing Loma to get a better gauge of the distance with the footwork. And if he keeps playing this way, he's going to be allowing Loma to take control of the fight piece by piece because while he'll make the first aggressive step, Loma will be the one who occupies his hands first. I mentioned before that we are, yes, covering the freak show, Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley, too, which is depressing me because I really wish it was Tommy Fury. It's depressing me that you would have covered that, too. But you should be happy because Friday night, um, it'll be myself and either Paul Farr, my old jiu-jitsu buddy, or Robert Winfrey, my new jiu-jitsu buddy. Um, we will be covering uh, the Better BF Brown fight on ESPN Plus from the Bell Center in Montreal, home of the screw job. Um, I may or may not cover the fight on Fox Christmas Day, depending on how busy we are and if everyone has decided to go to bed early. And then uh, no boxing in January. We have stuff going on. I mean, there are fights, but uh, I don't have time or it's up against something else that I'm doing the entire month of January. But we'll be back. We'll be back in February. I'm going to take the month of January off from boxing. Spoiler for January, Canelo by decision. (laughs) Now, we're into round five. Yeah, even I'm not interested in that pay-per-view New Year's Day with Luis Ortiz. Yikes. Anyway, yes, round five. Not a great lineup. As we get into round five, you you and I have scored the fight similarly, three to one for uh, Canelo. I'm sorry, Lomachenko. (laughs) (laughs) Freudian slip, everybody. I swear I'm not on the payroll. And in this round, we've seen Comey much more active and aggressive, but he's not landing anything, and it's it's a little bit dangerous to do that against Lomachenko, although I like the approach. Well, he's still standing flat-footed. He's still just kind of putting his left arm out there. He's not really jabbing at Loma. I mean, at this point, he should have a fair uh, feel for the distance. I just wish Lomi were, um, Comey were a little bit more light on his feet. I think he's. I think ultimately, what we're seeing early on in this fight is that he's going to be there for whenever Loma decides to go ham on him. And what we've seen a little bit more in this round from Loma is the hand fighting on the outside lead hands um, to occupy Comey and create an opening for either Loma to throw a, a left hand as he steps to his right, or to throw the right hook as he steps off and slides and. Mm-hmm. Comey hasn't really uglied it up enough to not give him space to do that. He has him against the ropes, but he circles right off, and now they're into the wrestling match yet again. 
And so we have Andre Ward's scorecard, and he even gave the first round to Lomachenko. I, I don't think it's necessarily egregious. Um, no. But one of the bigger things that we're seeing in this round in terms of counterpunching, Comey's right hand is thrown as a hook or an overhand, and Lomachenko is just sliding inside of it each time. And Comey, he's got to straighten it out a little bit. You see Loma with a great straight left of the body that backs Comey up. Comey gives Lomachenko enough time with that right hand to either cover up or counter inside of it. He needs to disguise it better, and he needs to throw it a little straighter. Comey has taken some pretty – over the last two or three rounds, Comey has taken some pretty heavy hits. And I've seen him stumble a couple of times now. I can't imagine if he gets hit with too many of those, how you know how much longer he's going to be on his feet. Well, and, and again, this is the difference between you know a guy with an eraser like Tiafimo Lopez and a guy like Lomachenko, who's not ever going to be a one punch knockout artist as a lightweight fighting above his natural weight like this. But he's going to put on something like this and look at him spin Comey off as he likes to do. Again, controlling his weight, getting out of range, and not in harm's way. It's going to be one of those things where it's continual punishment that goes on through the course of the fight that gradually demoralizes a guy. All right. That is the end of round five. I think another good round for Lomachenko. Uh, he stumbled Comey there for a bit in that round. I think the most telling thing in that round was that he did have Comey up against the ropes, landed a good double straight left hand, went to the body and came upstairs with it. And Comey's response was to stay against the ropes. He didn't He didn't seem to have any offensive answer to figure out what to do. And a lot of that's, one, because Lomachenko's had him occupied and confused. And I think he was legitimately hurt by the body shot and needed a moment to recover. But again, we see Loma just dictating the footwork of this fight and where it's taking place. And Comey hasn't figured out how to cut him off. You know, Loma likes to do the outside step and spin. You have to get physical with him and push him and do that. And as a bigger natural man, to avoid doing that is giving away one advantage you can have to, to stop that movement from happening. You can stop it with that, or you can stop it by punching against it, and Comey hasn't done either. All right, we're moving into round six. Big old smile there from Richard Comey. He's like, all right, all right, I'm here with you. We're having a good fight. We'll see what happens in this round. So we have 63 landed for Lomachenko and 30 landed for Comey. There's the narrative of the fight right there. You know, a two-to-one clip is never a sign that you want to see when you're the guy who should be landing more based on your height and reach advantages, forcing another guy to come in at you. But again, Comey in pursuit, very flat-footed, as you've pointed out, losing the outside battle of the feet, and the lead hand has not been doing him any favors because he's not throwing it with authority. Again, going back to what you said in the first round, Mark, and he's getting beat to the punch by Lomachenko at every, ch every chance they get with those lead hand exchanges. Um. They mentioned they did a big over or overhead shot uh, in the replay of Lomachenko's footwork, which has been one of the brighter points of this. Lomachenko's combinations and Lomachenko's footwork have really dictated the pace of this fight. They've dictated the narrative of this fight. He is able to move around on Comey. And as you said before, Pat, and I really want to go back to this, Comey's whole strategy is to load up and try to you know take him out with one or two punches at a time. And Lomachenko just hasn't been there for it. He's moved. You know, he's been on, not necessarily on his bicycle, but he's doing a lot of slipping and sliding. And what we and right see now, he's got Comey back into the corner. And what he's been loading up on in this round, Lomachenko, he's been incorporating that rear hand uppercut every time Comey dips, and it's been scoring every time he's thrown it. The little spin move put him right into the corner, and he was there for the uppercut once again in multiple times. Do you think Lomachenko has to finish this fight in order to secure himself a shot against Cambosis and, uh, 
Australia. I think it would help, but I don't think it's necessary the way he's fought so dominantly against a very good professional. Now, look at that. He hit the spin move off, but he did it without even punching. It was just on a head and shoulder feint. He was able to completely step around Comey. And now he appears to be hurting Comey and discouraging him with these combinations. He landed a left hand to the body again, right hand upstairs, left hand upstairs, and Comey just backed away to the ropes. And Lomachenko, the smaller man, as we've talked about it numerous times throughout these last six rounds, just muscling Comey around the ring, which he, you know, theoretically should not be able to do. But he's he's really just he's he's able to put Comey wherever he wants him. Another good combination there from Lomachenko, and Comey just eats it, just absorbs every punch. Comey just he'll find confidence after he's able to land one clean shot, but he gets just stuck admiring his work. And again, you'll allow Lomachenko to fire off three, four, five because your feet are stuck in the mud and you're allowing him to dictate where the fight's going. I like the hand positioning for Lomachenko. I like his able, he's able to deflect and block uh, with his, with his gloves and his arms and really keep Comey from landing a solid shot. Another easy round for Lomachenko. He is. And when he also did this round, once we talked, and we talked about Comey not throwing a shot straight down the pipe, we talked about Comey throwing hooks and overhands. A lot of times, as soon as Comey's glove is touching that glove of Lomachenko that's in defensive position, Lomachenko's using that same hand because he knows this hand is outside now on me. I'm coming straight in on it as soon as that's mm -hmm. there. And he's been landing some nice little straight shot counters after the punches land. We want to say once again, thank you for joining us here. If you're on the Rattlers and Broadcasting Network Facebook page or the W2M Facebook page or Twitch or uh, YouTube, just you know, thank you for hanging out with us. If you have a comment or a question, if you want to just put your thoughts in on how the fight is going, like I said, we gave pretty much all but the first round to Lomachenko. If you disagree, we'll hear from you. If you agree, that's great too. Whatever you want to say, the comments uh, section is open for you. And if it's amusing enough to me, I'll put it up on screen. Based on how this fight's going this round, I would not be surprised to see Lomachenko put Comey down, not necessarily out, but down with a body shot. All right. Um, so punches landed to the body. 22 for Lomachenko, 21 for Comey, 88 for Lomachenko, 36 for Comey. For a 25 to 58 uh, percentage to the body landed. Interesting stats there for Lomachenko and Comey. It, it's a wide gap. It shows the activity level and where guys are going and trying and seeing the openings. And, and you have to remember, a lot of Lomachenko's body attack has been just throw away to occupy Comey to bring something upstairs, too. Yep. Oh. Lomachenko starting to unload here on Comey, and Comey just goes right back. You know, he doesn't circle. No. Oh, there it is. Good night, Irene. The big kibosh, as they used to say on Axis TV fights. It was started with those left hands. The body shots slowed Comey's movement through the course of this fight. And when Lomachenko saw the opening, he took it and unloaded with a left hand over the top. Yeah, he went straight back. And, you know, he took himself an eight count, got up, smiled, and seems to have shaken it off. But I can't imagine. I got to I got to assume Loma sees blood in the water now and is going to try to end this fight. 
he asked their corner, you don't want to stop this <laughs> during the course of that exchange. Loma asked the corner, you're sure you don't want to stop this? They said no. Mm-hmm. And now he's back to work on a very hurt. Richard oh, Kirby. his leg is gone. And they're yelling. Yeah, I see it now. He's yelling. And the ref's like, no, 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 no. Defend yourself at all times. This, I haven't stopped it. Nobody has. Keep fighting. And but Comey's legs are, Comey's legs are Alfredo. Jesus Christ. Lomachenko is berating Comey's corner for not stopping this fight when it's very clear he's in a lot of trouble. Comey himself almost went down without getting punched because his leg is just not there underneath him. Not for nothing. There is a referee in there that can make that decision. The referee is not necessarily as invested in the safety as Comey's oh. corner is. Oh, Comey is out on his feet. Comey no. looked at his corner and shook his head and said, I'm okay. Yeah. But and he's then, eating pretty much anything Lomachenko wants him to. Had they been a foot off that rope, he'd be on his ass. Yes, they would. And Lomachenko again scores with an uppercut. They're in Comey's corner, and Lomachenko is unloading. I have to imagine that's by design. So Lomachenko is making that corner see exactly what he can do. And he's still talking to them in the corner as he's unloading with left hands. Comey, to his credit, is punching back and fighting bravely. But there's nothing on those punches, and he is getting hurt. Yeah. And the ref is letting them fight. He has to as long as Comey's intelligently defending himself. And Comey's punching back. I have seen faster stoppages with more happening. I I don't know, uh, Pat. I mean, you could almost argue 10-8 for that round for Lomachenko. Well, there's a knockdown. For sure. Yeah, obviously. Now that, I, now that you mention 10, it. 10-7 is more an argument now that you're that's, getting. That's what I was getting at, yes. Yeah. I misspoke. Um, You can definitely argue 10-7 for that round. It's nice to know I still got it, though, ain't it? <laughs> I... Comey doesn't seem to want to quit. His corner. Comey's not going to quit. He's not that type of guy. But I'm wondering if if the ref shouldn't stop him for his own good. I guess we'll see what happens in this round. You know, maybe he comes back. I think I'm. That's the other thing, though, is I'm used to seeing when they're not when they're in the kind of shape that he was in in that round towards that second half. I've seen refs stop the fight for that reason, where it's just like you're just at this point. You're just taking damage. If you'd stopped the fight when his right leg was basically going out from under him without even being hit, I wouldn't have objected. Okay. Well, we had a doctor check him and seemed to think he's okay. All right. Here we go. Round eight. And this is after a doctor looking at him. A little bit of a slower start to the round, but. Well, Machenko just sort of hanging out on the outside, letting Comey come to him. I'm tentatively waiting for Lomachenko to just go, uh, not crazy, but to pick up the aggression in this round. Lomachenko's having his Apollo Creed sigh moment when Rocky gets up again in the last round because he doesn't want to hit this guy anymore. Yeah. Which all credit to him as a sportsman, but, you know, you're in a boxing match. You're here to, you know, you're here to fight. The corner's not going to stop it. The referee's not going to stop it. You got to stop it if that's, you know, what you're able to do. And all credit to Comey, who's showing more heart than most guys ever will show in their lifetime. <laughs> Robert Winfrey, an example of a comment that amuses me that I'm willing to put up. Comey's corner should listen to Loma. The man knows what's up. He certainly, certainly does, does, Robert. <laughs> but again, you're seeing in this round, Lomachenko really not even throwing anything with any kind of merit or intent. You're just content to kind of just 
make Comey miss the entire time and make him project with feints. He finally throws a left hand with a little bit of mustard on it. And again, when Loma's hands are active, Comey is not moving. Another shot there from Lomachenko that he took about the, about, at about the crown of the head, and he stumbled backwards. Now he oof, clean shot there from Lomachenko to the face of Richard Comey. Comey's just in a position where he doesn't have the firepower to end this at this point because of the body shots that he's taken, because of the effort he's taken. He, he's not in a competitive place in this fight. The other thing to consider is even if he wins every single round at this point, I don't think he still wins the fight on points. And so in a perfect life, world, it, I think this is where as a corner, you have to ask yourself, is he just taking damage, you know, in a fight that he can't win or is there a chance he knocks this guy out? And right now I'm not seeing a chance that he knocks him out, but I guess stranger things have happened. I mean, you're looking at a point where even though Loma's stepped up the aggression in pockets in this round, um, not really fought as as devastatingly as he could have. And he took a little bit of a low blow there, which is going to buy some time. And that might make him angry enough to stop this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's one of those things where you could even see that while Loma's stepping off the gas, he's almost gauging, like, do I really want to continue to fight this way or do I want to coast? And it's, it's a sportsmanlike effort, but it's also one of, you know what, finish him off. You had the opportunity to finish Lopez in a certain point in that fight, and you didn't, and it came back to bite you. Try it here. Uh, for all you boxing fans that are hanging out with us tonight and joining our live boxing coverage, uh, Pat and I do a History of Boxing podcast. The first book, as I like to call them, was The History of Heavyweight Boxing. We, um, we, chron uh, we looked at – chronicled is the word I was looking for. We chronicled. Uh, heavyweight boxing from the early 20th century, you know, the Jack Johnson era. We went all the way up through modern times with Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and Anthony Joshua. That's all in the archives of W2Mnet.com. We are now on our second book, The Four Kings of Boxing. Did you see the Showtime documentary? We do a better job. We just, <laughs> we just wrapped up, I believe it was chapter six, which was Sugar Ray Leonard. The showdown at the palace versus Tommy Hearns. Um, previous, to we that, don't spend half of it talking about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> we uh, previous to that, we looked at both the Duran Duran Sugar Ray Leonard fights, the No Moss fight, obviously, and the first four episodes, we looked at the life of the four kings up until around when they started to fight one another. But Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Tommy the Hitman Hearns, and Roberto who Roberto Duran who once knocked out a horse. And then uh, we'll be back in February, I think, for the next chapter. Oh, Richard Comey just starting to lay in some hooks on Lomachenko. Starting off hot and heavy in this round. Uh, I'm assuming his corner had to come to Jesus talk with him at some point. We haven't been able to see the corner between commercials, but telling him, you got to do something here or else we're going to stop it. Right. And while he threw a lot of leather, none of it really got through cleanly. Right. And that's the other thing. I think, you know, to the layman that might look pretty impressive, look like he's just wailing on the guy. But if you'll notice, Lomachenko had his guard up pretty high. He was crouched in there, and not a lot got through from Richard Comey in that exchange. Looked no, nice it's going to be but... interesting to see, though, what the response is from Lomachenko in this round. Does he go in to try to hurt him again, since now he knows mm -hmm. he's still alive? And there you see the uppercuts again. 
and the spin move and more touching, touching, touching to guard manipulate. It's beautiful stuff. Now Comey's again fighting at a distance, which he shouldn't be doing, and leaning in. He keeps with the lean, the upper body extending. That's how he's gotten caught with left hands. That left that left hand will get through when your upper body's extended, just like it did under there on the other uppercut. Uh, Richard Comey's still still there. He's still actively fighting. Um, so that round seven with, with the knockdown was a 10-8 round. Every other round previous to that was Lomachenko. But I'll tell you what, they gave the last round to Comey. Yeah, it's, it's almost one of those things where he was so out of it and came back a little bit in the last round that, eh, you know what, we'll give it to him. So out of eight rounds, you could have a grand total of potentially two for Comey with a missing point in round seven for a knockdown. But this round, it's it's, you know, he's been more active but he's gotten hit much more cleanly by Lomachenko than vice versa. So even though the activity level seems to be greater on his end, I still don't think it's enough for him to win the round at this point, unless something changes. If the judges see it the way Andre Ward has, one can only assume that, you know, his corner has told him, look, you need a knockout. That's what you need to be pursuing. You cannot rest on your back feet any longer. And again, at distance, Lomachenko scores against the man with the greater reach and then steps in and leans his weight on him and spins him off where Comey looked completely off balance and didn't know what to do. Nice snapping right from Lomachenko. Rich Comey peppering him with some lefts there. Ugh, that was ugly, Pat. So his so Richard Comey overextended on a right hand and Lomachenko lit him up like a Christmas tree. You but see my is, Christmas sweater, sweater, Christmas tree. But this is what we're talking about when you do that at a distance and you extend that upper body over your shoes against the guy who's been pretty much picking his spots against you the whole time. Mm -hmm. You can't afford to do that. It's a bad amateurish mistake to make. And yeah. what we've seen is that happen a few times, and he's been paid for it pretty much each time. I'm. If Lomachenko chooses to counter that with an uppercut in the next round, which I can see happening, I think Comey's going to hit the deck again. Had Lomachenko landed a clean hook, it's entirely possible he'd have gotten another knockdown there. Comey was so overextended and off balance, which at this level, you really, you know, you should know better. You're, you're, you're in a high level fight game, you know, when you're, the main event on an ESPN card, you shouldn't, that that's kind of Bush league mistakes right there. It is, but it's also how many guys do you see do this against Lomachenko based on what he's doing to you? Fair. You All know, right, Richard, here we go. Round 10. His losses doesn't look like an amateur. He looks like one at times tonight, very clearly. All right. Lomachenko, what I need him to do is... I need him to tighten up the stance a little bit. I need to get in the phone booth with Lomachenko. And he needs to be throwing uppercuts in the clinch, uh, you know, getting in close, throwing uppercuts, really trying, you know, ugling this up a bit. At this point, I don't think his, his reach is really helping him. What he's not doing is maximizing what he could potentially be doing with that. He mm -hmm. needs to be using that left hand to occupy Loma's lead right hand to set up his right hand, but he hasn't been able to do that. 
And as soon as Loma starts stutter stepping, V-stepping on him mm-hmm. and cutting inside and back to the opposite angle, Comey gets lost and gets off balance. And that's why he's fought so much of this fight flat footed and not really had success with any movement. He can't do a couple right hands and a left. He can't. The key to this point, if Lomachenko's going to, uh, sorry, if Comey's going to slide the next two rounds against Lomachenko, and he's got any shot of knocking this guy out. He can't keep letting him move around the ring the way he does. No, and, and again, Comey following him, he got clipped with the right hand, ducked under. If Loma is going to make that him miss like that each time, Loma is going to counter with that uppercut again, and he'd hurt him again with a straight left hand coming off the end. Nice jab work there from uh, Lomachenko. Lomachenko starting to move in for the kill here. But I'll tell you, all credit in the world to Richard Comey. He's fighting back best he can. No, Comey's refusing to go down without a fight. He, he He's too tough of a guy. You know, scorecard-wise, it's been mostly one-way traffic for Loma, but uh, just just from a casual visual perspective, yeah, it's been a good action fight so far. It's been nice, you know, some nice back and forth between these two. Neither one is completely, you know, j- just circling and pitter-pattering. I mean, they are getting in there and fighting. Yeah, there's been no lack of effort from Comey in this fight by any means. He's just in there with a guy who many people still consider the best pound-for-pound fighter in the sport for what he's able to do. And we've seen a lot of examples of it in this round where Comey, even despite getting hit with good shots, he's landed a good right hand to the body. He's landed one good left hand upstairs, but he's eating counter punches. He's getting off balance because of the movement of Lomachenko. He's being confused, and he's being made to miss a lot. And that's just what Lomachenko does. Comey Comey is planting a lot. And then he's throwing, and then Lomachenko starts to move away. And instead of taking like a stutter step or whatever, Comey just just spreads his stance out a little bit, you know, and overreaches for the punch. And every time, uh, Loma makes him pay for it. When Loma finally decides to throw that left uppercut against an overextended Comey on a right hand, it, it could spell the end of the night. And Comey's gotten lucky that that's a punch that he's avoided thus far. Uh, but you see, again, Loma gets into the crouch, steps around the left jab of Comey, pops him with his own right hand inside, and gets him, again, overextending, left-hand, right-hand combination. Comey, nothing in response. We see Alexander Usyk in the ring tonight, uh, sorry, on the outside in the crowd. Hey, Pat, would you like to remind everybody uh, how you saw Usyk versus Joshua before it happened? No, I'll let you do that. So, Pat, quite the soothsayer in the world of boxing, when everyone was saying, oh, he, you know, Usyk doesn't beat Joshua, there was Pat going, you don't know Usyk the way I know Usyk. And what happened? Usyk won the fight pretty handily. So who do you like Usyk in Usyk versus Tyson? Is that a tough one for you to call? I have to give the edge to Fury because the size differential is so big and based on how they fight. But if Fury fights the way he did against Wilder in the third fight, Usyk has more than a fair shake. All right, here we go, round 11. And does Comey survive the championship rounds? Do you have a banner just kind of hold up in your apartment for, you know, for it to come down when Usyk ends up beating Tyson Fury and just says, I was right? I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> I'll get you on camera for that. It'll be fine. The total punches thrown. Comey has outthrown Lomachenko through the course of the night by almost 100 punches, and he's landed more than three times less. Comey keeps overextending, getting off balance. 
Uh, Robert says Fury on paper. He's not wrong. And he got tagged again in a step in exchange where Loma immediately exits out the side door. Comey was still stepping forward, had no response mm. to the punch that landed. It's been a constant game of lateral V-stepping movement versus Comey stuck in the mud going one way or one way in reverse. Lomachenko able to score one hit at a time pretty easily on uh, Comey, whose defenses are pretty pretty broken at this point. He's really an open book, and Lomachenko is able to just take his time and pot shot him without really getting into harm's way. Big left hook there from Lomachenko uh, backed Comey up a bit. But I'll tell you, Lomi, Lomachenko, he's downshifted the last two or three rounds. You know, I really thought he was going to push the pace and be aggressive and try to go for the knockout. He, I wouldn't say he's coasting. That That's a miss. That's a misrepresentation of what he's doing, but he is definitely he's doing enough to win the round, but he's not overcommitting and he's not trying to finish. No, and I don't necessarily know. We've we saw a little bit of a close exchange there where Comey did get a right hand into the body, but I, I don't necessarily think it's and you see him just touch, 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 land hard, land hard, step away. I don't know that it's necessarily out of respect for Comey in terms of what he still brings to the table offensively. It's just a more measured fight where he's fighting, not totally safety first, but he's fighting aggressively but smart, where he's not putting himself at risk in any way. Right. Well, I mean, he's got potentially a huge opportunity to win back his titles in what will probably be a stadium fight in Australia. I don't think he wants to come out of this. First of all, I don't think he, you know, he wants to make a mistake that ends up with him losing the fight, obviously. But I also don't think he wants to get go crazy in there make a mistake and look bad to where he's not able to take the fight when it's offered against cambosis like i don't i don't think he wants to get injured you know i think he's playing cool playing a cagey but getting but putting himself in a position where he wins the fight here by decision and then it's a hop skip and a jump and he doesn't have to wait not you know eight nine ten twelve months for the cambosis fight i still would end up doing i still wouldn't be completely shocked if he chooses to close this fight out in the 12th round. And he appeared to be cut by a left hook from Comey uh, that Comey landed off the ropes and Comey got as active as he ever has, but didn't really land anything significant. But I, I, your eyes are better than mine, Mark. That one left hook that landed might've cut Vasily around the eye. All right. They didn't go to commercial this time. They went right into the corner and, uh, his eyes look okay. I don't. Uh, they're putting some Vaseline over them now. I don't see too much blood. I don't see too many abrasions on his face. Yeah, I he thought was relatively unmarked. I thought momentarily he'd gotten cut, but fortunately for him, not the case. Um, yeah, I, I, Comey kind of woke up a little bit more at the end of the round, maybe trying to steal it because uh, he thinks in some parallel universe he can still win a decision. But <laughs> yeah, Loma's pretty mark free, and again, maybe he tries to close the show out in fashion in this round. But we've had it almost an entire whitewashing of the cards for him. Um, a little worried about Comey's orbitals there. He's got a little puffy around the eyes. Well, and that's the thing with Lomachenko's offense, too. Even those, those we call them fencing jabs in, in the business. Uh, tap, 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 touch, touch, touch. It's going to irritate you regardless. And if you get touched eight times, it's kind of the same result as taking one stiff one, but you're taking a lot more of them, and your eyes will get puffy and Real, real short amount of time you keep getting touched around him like that. 
they had to have known watching tape on Lomachenko what his footwork was like, and and they didn't really seemingly, at least based on the performance from Comey, do anything to uh, counteract it or take it out of the equation. And and again, you see the sportsmanship from kind of of Lomachenko in this round. He's had Comey severely off balance three times in the first thirty seconds, mm. and hasn't really taken that kill shot when he really could have. Lomachenko ducked low there. I actually, I thought for a second there, Comey had uh, started to knock him out. But uh, no, he was just kind of ducking and hanging in the phone booth. Yeah, he just squatted and bided his time a little bit and just downshifted mm -hmm. again. Lomachenko starting to score at will here in these exchanges. Yeah, and, and now it's gotten to the point where Comey is almost waiting for Loma to stop before he throws back. And you're never going to succeed when those are the exchanges that you do. Again, Lomachenko with some beautiful body work in this round has found a home again for the uppercut from the rear hand. It's been a really, really impressive performance from start to finish. You know, before this fight, he compared himself to Voldemort because, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if this, rep, rep, this is true or not because I don't read enough Harry Potter, I guess, but he said it's because no one calls out his name when the people are talking about super fights, whether it's Tiafima Lopez, George Cambosis, Devin Haney and Tank and Tank Davis above the weight, Ryan Garcia. He's the guy who doesn't get mentioned. And it's performances like this why he doesn't get mentioned, because he not only looks great, but he's made Comey look very, very ordinary and out of his depth. And Comey is a former world champion and nobody wants to fight a guy who makes them look like this. Yeah. Not unless it's like, you know, a multi-million dollar payday where you know even if you lose you've still won but uh we are down to the last 20 seconds here of this fight and i mean all told comey did his best but he he lost his fight on points and we'll see if lomachenko can uh take it out of the judge's hands here but he doesn't have a lot of time to do that left and nor do i think he really uh, wants to at this point. no he's he's backing up and killing the clock he might as well take it a knee there and that's yeah, it he he asserted himself enough in this round where it wasn't really a question of any point. No. And again, I don't think he wanted to put himself in a position where he gets hurt. So, all right, we go to the judge's scorecard, but it's elementary, my dear Watson, elementary. One would think. <laughs> uh, 120-108, Canelo. 107 with the knockdown. All right, um, as we go to the break here, uh, and like I said, in the month of January, not a lot of boxing for us to cover. Things start in earnest, really, in February. But if you're into this sort of thing, we've got Louis Ortiz versus Charles Martin on pay-per-view. Um, which is a really bizarre one. For those of you who live in Florida, it's going to be at the Hard Rock. Uh, nothing on January 8th. January 15th, I believe there was something. Um, you know what? Let me go to Bad Left Hook. All right. The schedule. Nope, I got it. All right. So, yeah, January 1st is the Louis Ortiz Charles Martin fight. That's the only thing they have listed. January 15th, we have Joe Smith versus Callum Johnson uh, on ESPN. And then um, also on ESPN during the day, we have Tony Yoka making his return to the squared circle against Martin Bacoli. Um, that's on ESPN. Plus, if I'm ever home, you know, for those middle of the day uh, European cards, I like to watch them. It's always a fun, fun afternoon of boxing. January 22nd on Showtime, we have Gower Russell Jr. versus 
Mark Maxeo. Uh, January 29th, we have just announced Keith Thurman versus Mario Barrios on pay-per-view. Uh, that's the same as the Royal Rumble, which is why we're not covering any of these. Uh, we've got yeah, that's why we're not covering Keith Thurman. <laughs> um, another pay-per-view in Wales. Chris presumably will also be on the zone. We Chris Eubank Jr. versus Liam Williams. Uh, and then just announced we have a cruiserweight match, uh, Makabu versus Chunu. Um, they haven't announced where that's being aired yet. And allegedly, we're going to get Trevor Bryan versus Mahmoud Char, uh, as brought to you by Don King. Maybe. Manuel Char. Yeah, Manuel Char. Um, Saturday, February 5th, is Jose Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza on ESPN+. Would you call ESPN. them Jose and Jose B? I would. Um, February 19th, we have Amir Khan versus Kel Brook on pay-per-view. What do you think of that one, Pat? Amir Khan versus Kel Brook. You know, I, I was a big fan of Kel Brook. Um, I think it's a shame what happened to his career that Gennady Golovkin caved half of his face in and prematurely brought about the end of his prime. Um, but I really I really have a lot of respect for Kel Brook. Khan just looking for, I guess, another big payday in his hometown against uh, a guy I think is markedly better than him. And... I, I I don't know. It's it's not a fight that I really needed to happen. I don't think anybody needed to happen. But if it's if it's a win for Kel, I'm all for it. Um, again, I think life wasn't necessarily fair to Kel Brook in certain instances, and I hope he gets something out of it. And then on February 26th uh, on Showtime, we have Jermel Charlo versus Brian Castano in a rematch for all the belts. Very and good then, fight. Uh, on ESPN Plus, we've got Josh Taylor versus Jack Catterall. Also a great uh, fight. For all the belts. So uh, February is going to be a fun month of, of boxing. Hopefully we'll be able to get to some of those here on the W2M network. With all of our great uh, <laughs> all of our great commentary partners, Pat Mullen, Daniel Lasbury, the great Robert Winfrey, sometimes even Chris Bailey. And now and including Chris Paul Farr. Yes, and if Paul Farr can get his act together, Paul Farr. And we're about to hear the decision and as it's read by the announcer. All right, here we go. One seventeen, one ten. One nineteen, one oh eight times two. Yeah, elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary for Vasily Lomachenko. So that wraps up our ESPN on boxing alternative commentary for Lomachenko versus Comey. Um, like I said, next week. I'm doing it with somebody. <laughs> It'll be either Paul Farr or Robert Winfrey. We are doing uh, Otter Berbiev versus Marcus Brown. And then oh, on... that, that I would have done if I was available, but yeah. Um, and then we have Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley too. Electric. That I would not touch with a 40 foot pole. <laughs> and that may be the end of our boxing coverage for the month of December. But check out our Four Kings of Boxing podcast, uh, the history of the Four Kings of Box Boxing, plus our history of heavyweight boxing. All of those shows are archived on w2mnet.com. 
hey, if you're into pro wrestling, you know, you boxing fans, you're also into the wrestling. Pat and I also do another history of wrestling show. We call it the mania of WrestleMania, where we go through the first 20 WrestleManias, um, the history of them, how they got to be what they were, and then we review each and every individual WrestleMania. The last couple were rough to get through. But you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> seven and eight, oi. Nine, uh, sorry, six and seven, oi. Uh, eight and nine, double oi. Ten wasn't too bad. Um, and now we've got uh, this Monday night, as soon as I get done with Alexis Haina talking about the Steven Spielberg iteration of West Side Story, Pat. Uh, who likes to remind me that West Side Story, like my mother-in-law, West Side Story was in 1961, and that's it. After I get done with Alexis Haina, Pat and I will be looking at, speaking of interesting pay-per-views, WrestleManias 11, 12, and 13. <laughs> the uh, the Titan sinking years, as I like to call them. The Let's remove the water cooler from the office years. Lawrence Taylor is on one of the three most enjoyable matches that we're going to talk about over the course of those three shows. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor, New York Giants linebacker. It is the the end of the new generation and the beginning of the Attitude Era. That's what we'll be talking about uh, over the course of 95, 96, and 97. So it'll be fun. Um, in the meantime, in between time, Pat's also been on at least – no, he was on, he was on both episodes – of our review of the show you y-o-u capital y-o-u so uh he was there for that pat was on our um soprano show that we did uh the many saints of newark yes he was on the review of the many saints of newark i was on the superior venom round table yes he was on i was just gonna say pat demanded a round table where he could talk about venom and traps so (laughs) we we had a whole round table for that and pat was there with ronnie adams Robert Winfrey and Jesse Starcher. So that's fun. And then, you know, as we re-air old shows from 2014, as a matter of fact, Pat, did you know, do you know what, uh, as we're recording this, do you know what tomorrow is? No, no, I don't. So we're, we're doing all things Spider-Man this week as we lead up to no way home. And tomorrow is the re-airing of the great debate between Patrick Mullen and I, Patrick Mullen and I got into a sissy slap fight over the amazing Spider-Man two. Oh boy. And it was there was such consternation, such uh, ballyhoo between the two of us. We could not see eye to eye at all. We had to drag poor Robert Winfrey out of his cave in Utah to step between us and settle it once and for all. And then Pat said, that's it. I'm done with this now. I'm going away. And I held on to Robert and had him kidnapped in my basement where he's been reviewing movies with me for the past decade. That's how I remember it, at least. It's too late when we die that we don't admit we don't see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah, we we could not have been further apart on the Amazing Spider-Man nope. too. That show is being re-aired tomorrow, so memories hashtag. All right, uh, that's it. That's all my plugs. Pat, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, I think you plugged everything I already did. So thank you. Yes, sir. All right, folks. Uh, if you uh, were able to join us live here on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, we appreciate you. If you left a comment, we appreciate you. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. We are trying to up those uh, subscriptions so that eventually we can become recognized reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. If you listen to the traditional audio on Apple Music, please give us a star rating and possibly a review. It helps us out. And again, both of those things, if we hit a certain number, 
were recognized by Rotten Tomatoes. And doesn't everyone want to see me in lights on RottenTomatoes.com as no. a certified reviewer? No. Yeah, uh, you like Jason Teasley. Pat says I'm selling out to the man. No, I don't think you're selling out. I just think Rotten Tomatoes is worthless. That, that too. All right, folks. <laughs> For Pat Mullen, I'm Mark Radelich. This has been an alternative commentary. Be well, be safe, and behave.